It's time for the Ron and Brian podcast. Get ready to fill your ears with the latest news, politics, current events, and whatever else we feel like talking about this week. And now, your hosts, Ron and Brian. All right. Good evening, everybody. It is Sunday night. It is 8 o'clock, and it is time for episode, I believe this is 200. 93 of the Ron and Brian podcast. I am joined yet again by my friend Brian. Brian, how the hell are you tonight, sir? Doing great. It is Sunday night. We are sitting here. Um, listen, uh, you and I just sat here. We, you know, we went through our uh, shared uh, uh, Google Doc. We mm-hmm. uh, went through what our priorities were of what we're going to be discussing over the next hour. And um, I feel confident. So I think this is this is a stellar show. Um, The uh, I guess you would say this is the second second stellar show under my championship reign. Got the title belt back there because I present the title belt. I don't throw it in a box uh, like a redheaded stepchild, uh, like some other champions in the past might have. but hey, let's uh, let's get things rolling as always with drink of the week. Drink of the week. Nazdrovia. Salud. Drink of the week. Trancha. Drink of the week. Drink of the week. Drink of the week. Drink. Brian. What are you drinking this week, my friend? We are cleaning out our closet, going into the archives, as I like to call it. Actually, when I don't mean the closet, I'm talking about my beer fridge. A um, couple months ago, I bought the Sam Adams Holiday Sampler. This was a beer I don't believe I ever got to. This is the Sam Adams hmm. Old Fezziwig, rich and spiced. You know what that means, Ron? You know what the, you know what rich and spiced means? Spicy? Yeah, I've heard I'm not going to like this. You're probably not going to like I'm, it. Now. I'm not going to like this. All right, let me show you first. Let me show you. I'll just face. Here we go. Look at that. Look at that beautiful color. Beautiful color. Look at that. Really looking great now, in the Ron and Brian cup. Of course. This is the, the old Fezziwig, one of the most beloved holiday beers in Sam Adams history. It makes a triumphant return in holiday of 2023. Uh, a little late. Um, Old Fezziwig is a spiced brown ale that balances sweet toffee and rich dark caramel notes with subtle holiday spices like ginger and orange peel. Pure goodness, no baking required. Stock up. This beer won't last because I think I have about four that I'm hoping to go through. This has got a 5.9 ABV. Beer Advocate scores at an 85. I'm predicting 65 from BP. All right, let's have a sip and let's see what the response is. Not recoiling from the sip. There might be an air of enjoyment. He's taking a second sip, ladies and gentlemen. Talk to me, Brian. Tell me what you're feeling. Tell me what you're thinking. Tell me what you're thinking. It doesn't have that bitterness that I was expecting. It's it's got a very mild flavor um, in terms of uh, a bite. It's not a lot of bite. Do I taste the caramel? Do I taste the toffee? Yes, there is a little sweetness there. Kind of okay. hoppy, but it doesn't have that bitterness that I was expecting. This is, um, I'm going to go at least uh, 75 to 80. Nice. Um, 
However, uh, much better than whatever crap it was that I was drinking last week. All right. That's, well, there you go. That is a plus. I'm, I'm very proud of you. But more importantly, champ, more important, yeah. champ, champ, champ. Yes, sir. What are you drinking? Well, so one thing I've come to realize um, over these last couple of weeks as champion um, is the amount of, I don't want to say grift because grift sounds ugly, but the amount of uh, swag you, you, you took from sponsors, um, some may call it payoffs, some may call it payola. I mean, that's really between you and your Lord. Uh, and possibly the IRS, I, I placed a call and they may be touching out, touching base with you. But uh, apparently one of our sponsors found out that I was now champion and uh, they sent me a very unique product that they were going to send to you. But they felt uh, my taste buds were refined enough to enjoy it more. Uh, these are the good folks at Empirical. And they recently came out with a distilled Doritos alcohol. This is vacuum distilled Doritos nacho cheese. It is a limited release. Um, people have said, uh, ask me, is this tequila? Is this gin? It's not. It, it literally says on the bottle, uncategorized, because they just created it out of grain alcohol and uh, Doritos nacho cheese. Um, so I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to, to bite the bullet. I'm going to do it two ways, Brian. Um, I have a, uh, a shot here, of course, in an official Ron and Brian podcast shot glass. It, really no scent to it. I was thinking maybe okay. because of the nacho cheese, you'd get a little bit of the Doritos scent, uh, but I'm not getting an alcohol scent. It's 42% alcohol, so it's going to have a little bit of a kick. Let's okay. see how this goes here. All right, so he, the shot goes down. One, Not sipping it. What are, what are we talking here? What do we got? What's the flavor profile? Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, for those that are listening to this on audio, Ron took the shot all down at once it, it, like a champ. It takes a while. Because the, man, the man's the champ. Then he sat there, looked stoic, I would say, looked stoic. There it was. And then... I'm going to say a solid three or four seconds after he bit. followed, suddenly the recoil, the cringe um, kicked in. Ron, walk me through this. All what right. did you just experience? So you, I took the shot and it just tastes like just regular alcohol for a moment. It tastes, tasted like flavorless alcohol because you got the burn of the alcohol. And then all of a sudden the... Um, the corn tostada taste kicks in like you had just eaten like a mushy, like imagine you had taken a, a, notch, a, a Dorito and left it in like water and let it get all mushy. That taste hits you. So it says the flavor is nacho cheese, corn tostada, umami, and a hint of acidity. I definitely got the corn tostada and it hit me in all sorts of bad ways. It does say you can serve this neat or over ice um, in a margarita or a Bloody Mary. Tastes like the real thing. Experience the indulgent flavors of your favorite snack in a liquid form. Uh, the spirit opens with umami and tangy aromas of nacho cheese, moving to the deeper corn-forward flavors of the chip to finish on a soft, salty note. <laughs> Definitely very uh, corn, uh, corn forward. So... Let me uh, let me try it on ice and see. Oh my god! If, if that's going to make it any better. 
Okay, so now he's going to have it chilled. It's been watered down a little bit. Shots sips down. So the first part of it, the, the first part of it is better cold. Okay. And then, well, this is a whole different experience cold. Now I'm getting okay. the nacho cheese. All now right. I'm now let's the nacho talk. Cheese. So I don't hate it cold. I would not okay. do a shot of, of this at room temperature ever again. I'm, oh, Oh, it's an unfortunate. Okay, act. hold on. Oh, it's hold so on, but see, now you're suffering. Now you're I suffering. This it's is so unfortunate. This may be your best drink of the week ever. This may be. Oh. This is. This ranks up there. I love to see you being tortured right now. This makes me feel oh. so good. Okay, and I have to finish Come it on. because that's the rule. We finish our drinks of the week. We always do. That is the rule. So, wow. is, I mean, I will. I will say this: that if you are one of these. Uh, if you are a huge fan of Doritos nacho cheese and you are an alcoholic and you have little to no regard for your being, this is the sure. perfect drink for you. Okay. Oh, oh, it's going to be, it's going to be a long drink to wash down. Oh, now may I, well, Hey, listen, you got, you got another hour. You got an yeah. hour to, to finish that drink. Mm. Um, this is like man versus alcohol. You got an hour, you know, people are like, Man versus alcohol. Man versus alcohol. Now, All right. let me ask you a question. Is yeah. this something that you went out of your way to look for? Or is this it something you were in the liquor store and you saw I, it on the shelf? I saw I saw an article online about it and uh, placed okay. an order. Actually, back in December, this is how popular this was, is that it's been sold out for so long that it's taken me two months to get this. Would I say that it was May worth the wait? No, absolutely not. <laughs> May I ask what that bottle cost you? Um, I want to say that this was in like the $50 ballpark. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, Ooh. a write-off. Don't get me wrong. Uh, completely paid for out of RBP Merch LLC funds. Um, but maybe, I mean, again, maybe it will be good in a mixed drink. Uh, I might try a, a Bloody Mary with this. Did it say try it with a Bloody Mary? Yes. I could potentially see where this might this flavor profile might go well with the bloody mary all right bloody mary interesting i can see that you know so, you've got the tomato and then you um top it off with nacho flavored with a mushy corn, corn toast a tortilla yeah exactly all right i gotta uh, i gotta try and put this in the in our past it's time for beef okay boom Brian's Beef of the Week. Brian, what's bothering you this week? All right. Last week, my Beef of the Week was um, BetMGM because they did not um, give me my free bonus bets. Um, and now I realize over the past week... My beef of the week now is my, dare I say it, my gambling obsession. Um, it's not a matter of, you know, addiction. Addiction, you know, if, if you were to look up the term addiction, I'm going to look it up right now because I'm going to argue I do not have, an, have a gambling addiction. Definition is the fact or a condition of being addicted to a particular substance. Well, what the fuck? See, you know what? New beef of the week. When you look the word up in a dictionary 
And that word is 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 the main word in the explanation. I fucking right. hate that. But now we're going to look up addicted. Physically or mentally dependent on a particular substance and unable to stop taking it without incurring adverse effects. Okay. I think that I've opened up DraftKings. I'm good when I'm at work. There's, you know, there's there during the daytime, there's there's nothing going on except English Premier Soccer, which sometimes starts as early as 7:30 in the morning, or you know, we've got a game at three o'clock. Ben, I'm I'm looking at. But I would say that I opened up DraftKings and they we're not they're not a sponsor yet. You know, okay, right. DraftKings, if you want to throw us some bonus, um, we'd appreciate it. I think I opened up that app probably about 50 to 75 times today. Constantly well, I, checking to see how my bets were doing. Would you be willing to take a quick 20-question test to see if you're a compulsive gambler? Yes. Yes, I'd be right. happy to. Did you ever lose time from work or school due to gambling? Yes. Has gambling ever made your home life unhappy? If you have to think that long, I'm going yeah. to say yes. No, I'm going to say that I was I I'm going to say that at the end of the uh Super Bowl when it was in overtime and the Chiefs were rolling down to score that touchdown, um uh the gamble um the gambling did uh, cause me to uh make my living room a little uncomfortable. So I'm going to say right. yes to that question. Uh did gambling affect your reputation? N- Mm, no, I think my reputation was pretty shitty to begin with. Uh, so fair point. Fair point. I don't, I'm going to say have no ever, on that one. Have you ever felt remorse after gambling? Of course, all the time. All Every right. loss. Did you ever get? Did you ever gamble to get money with which to pay debts or otherwise solve financial difficulties? Absolutely not. All right. Did gambling cause a decrease in your ambition or efficiency? No, I, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm definitely not efficient, and I know that I lack ambition. So I'm going to say no to that question. All right. After losing, did you feel you must return as soon as possible and win back your losses? Yes. I mean, if you're opening the app fifty to seventy-five times after a win, did you have a strong urge to return and win more? Yes. Yes. I was uh, looking last night after winning the. Um, uh, the Brooklyn Nets Minnesota Timberwolves game. I was looking to see what um, I was available to to gamble with. It was probably I would say close to midnight. All right, it was nothing. Uh, did you often gamble until all your money was gone? No, never. All right. Did you ever borrow to finance your gambling? Never. Have you ever sold anything to finance gambling? Nope. Uh, were you reluctant to use, quote, gambling money for normal expenditures? No. Uh, did gambling make you careless of the welfare of yourself or your family? Careless about the welfare? Like, what are we talking about? Like, texting like you, like, and driving? Like, or? like these guys that, like, leave their kids in their car when they go into, like, a casino. No, but I would say that I was in a supermarket earlier with my lady and um, she was walking from one aisle to the next. And I I came to a complete stop because I needed to mirror a three person parlay in the Oklahoma Thunder Houston Rockets game that somebody had forwarded to me. And I needed to look up the three different players that were involved. And then when I picked my head up, she was like four aisles down and very annoyed (laughs) at me. So I'm going to answer yes to that one. All right. All right. Um, did you ever gamble longer than you had planned? Uh, I'm still gambling, so the answer is yes. 
Have you ever gambled to escape worry, trouble, boredom, loneliness, grief, or lost? You had me at the first board at boredom. Yes. The answer is definitely yes. Have you ever committed or considered committing an illegal act to finance gambling? Um, does sucking off a homeless man behind a dumpster for the $5 he has in cash, is that considered illegal? I think that's an act of love. I'm going to put so no prey on that. That's a no. Um, did gambling cause you to have difficulty in sleeping? <sighs> I... I, I'm going to say I have woken up at three o'clock in the morning to check the late scores and then put the <laughs> phone down angry because I lost them. But I've been able to go back to sleep. But the All idea right. is that when I woke up, I didn't immediately go back to sleep. I stopped, opened up my phone, logged into DraftKings. So I'm going to answer yes to that. All right. Uh, just a few more here. Do arguments, disappointments or frustrations create within you an urge to gamble? No. Okay. No, all, those are all the result of the gambling. <laughs> Did you ever have an urge to celebrate any good fortune by a few hours of gambling? No. All right. And finally, have you ever considered self-destruction or suicide as a result of your gambling? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Right. I mean, I have been, I mean, yeah, no, the answer is there. No. So you answered yes to nine out of 20 questions. Most compulsive gamblers will answer yes to at least seven of these questions. Seven? So See, you, I'm going to go with. To a good, to a good gonna, point. Uh, she put, uh, Allie hit it. Why do you keep taking it down? This sounds like a compulsion. I was trying to put it up. So this is good. So, I mean, yeah. This isn't looking good. <laughs> I mean, I guess. It's not great, but it's not bad, I guess. All right. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. So that's that's my problem is that I, I, I realized today that I am looking at, um, and I'm still up since I first downloaded the app, what was it, three weeks ago? When right. you told me about your ability to play blackjack. I think I'm up over $300. Okay. I put in my I put in an original twenty five dollar investment. I have already taken it out, and I still have over three hundred dollars sitting in my DraftKings account. So I'm going to say, um, obviously, it's not affecting me financially, but You're playing the with how amount of time, yeah, absolutely. But but the amount of time I'm spending on it is um, concerning to me. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye. Ron, <laughs> yes. Ron, what's bothering you? Uh, so this week, my beef is uh, people who move around very slowly in crowded events. I guess meandering is is the uh, is the proper term for it. So last night, uh, went out to Broken Goblet, uh, our good friends at Broken Goblet Brewing. They were hosting a fundraiser uh, for Phil Adoptables. It's a organization in the Philadelphia area that helps. Uh, how is animals take care of dogs, cats, various, uh, you know, uh, they support other organizations in the area. Went with, uh, with Marty Jardy, uh, our moderator, the moderator in the, charge uh, of the debate, of course. Um, and so we went, had a good time. Uh, they had some raffles, they had, uh, you know, a beer, of course. Um, and it was packed. Like it was a great turnout for this event. I'm going to say there was a few hundred people there. Um, but it was like, there was a lot of people and they had these like like 70 baskets that they were raffling off and you bought mm -hmm. you know raffle tickets and you drop them in for whatever you want to try and win. And there were some people that were like, 
they got the they got the program. Like they would move along in a pretty steady fashion and drop. And then you just have these people that would just kind of, you know, mosey and no one could get around them because there was people everywhere. You try and walk through a doorway and there was someone just kind of, you know, just kind of standing there with their drink in the doorway. Um, it just drives me crazy. Like, I don't, I, I just feel like you should be aware of your surroundings and, and get, the, yeah. get the hell out of the way when people are trying, especially when people are trying to go in both directions and people were literally standing and staring at people trying to walk. I can, I can understand that. Yes. Um, as somebody who lives um, adjacent to New York City, um, I can say that um, walk, watching tourists walk the streets oh. and and just not understand that there's people behind them that are going someplace and they're just slowly walking around. Um, yes, I absolutely understand. That's very frustrating. Yeah. So that was my, again, I don't get out much. And when I do, it seems like people annoy me more and more every single time. Why do I have the sense that you do get out much? Quite often, know. you know, you're, you're, you're in a different town. You're, you're, you're yeah, traveling travel for, work. for work, but I think for, for leisure, you know, I don't get out as much as I did, you know, pre pandemic. Um, were you not at a um, Taylor Swift themed brunch yesterday? We were yes the the brewery so, down the block. Uh, yesterday yeah, was a rare yeah. uh, a rare all day out. We went to uh, went to the Taylor Swift brunch. Uh, Mrs. Ron and myself and uh, Marty Jardy joined us there as well. She is a fan sure. of Tay Tay. Um, mm-hmm. Again, uh, a, a separate beef of the week could be uh, kids in bars because there was a ton of children at the brewery for this event. But to be fair, they did. I think kind of uh, gear it towards kids. Also, you could get face painting. You could get uh, you could make friendship bracelets. So I went to support uh, the the women in my life. And 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 did you work? Did you get any stickers? Did you get any Taylor Swift bracelets? Did you get your nope. face painted? Like, is there anything? I you did want not. To admit? Uh, Are there uh, photos we should be talking about here? <laughs> like, what's going on? There no no photos that I think I have permission to share. Uh, but stickers. Uh, my wife and Marty collected some stickers. I believe Marty got her face painted. Uh, there were some cocktails, some drinks, some food. I mean, it was it was a good time. Okay. Even with all the kids, I'm not going to judge. We, I'm not. We sat judge. in an area where the kids weren't really sitting, so that wasn't it. Wasn't as bad. I have a question here. You okay. are in a bar. Clearly, right. it's a bar. Yes. It's, a, it's a brewery. People have brought it's their kids. It's a brewery slash marketplace because there's like a little food uh, area there. There's another like deli area there. Um, so it's Is not this the one just I've been like, to. Yeah. Yeah. Cheshire. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Now I know. Yeah. Now yeah. it's Cheshire. Okay. Now my question to you is this. Do you feel comfortable cursing in public when there are kids around or do you feel constrained um, in terms of what vocabulary you would use? I, you know, I, I I think maybe I'm a little more aware of uh, of my vocabulary. Um, did I need to have conversations with the uh, the two ladies I was with about their behavior at times and how perhaps um, it may not have been appropriate at certain periods of time? Well, I mean, rolling up you know rolling up a dollar and snorting cocaine off of a table at a at a bar is just not okay. I mean, of course, you I think it was more at one point one of them um, flipped their legs up and wrapped their legs around the back of the other one's neck, and I was like, 
this feels un- this feels uncomfortable with five year olds around. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that. That's not a good look. <laughs> but that's all right. Um, so what do we got that's... this week, Brian? We've 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 spent almost half uh, an hour on the first uh, two segments, uh, but let's get to our our stories of the week because I especially sure. like um, your story of the week. I uh, I saw it. Um, and then I saw you had put it down that you wanted to talk about it. And I was like, fantastic, because this uh, this would also qualify, I think, for fuck around and find out. Uh, but it's your story mm-hmm. of the week, Brian. So uh, hit us up with what you got. OK, do we have a photo? And when I say do we, I know the answer is yes. Do we have a photo of Aaron Feenstra and his wife, Anissa? So her name is Anissa Feenstra. Okay, <laughs> Anissa Feenstra. They look First off, they look painfully white. So before we judge them for their actions, can we judge them at least on their appearance? Um, <laughs> this woman, sure. I just just purely on appearance, this woman owns a crock pot and regularly dumps a block of cream cheese into almost everything that she's making in that crock pot. Can we agree on this? I think we can. Um, I would also like to point out, number one, uh, this man clearly spends a lot of time edging his beard and uh, his fade. uh, And yet when he dresses, wears a black T-shirt, apparently under another black T-shirt. We've all done that. I I believe I did that in college all the time. Now, he (laughs) actually spends it's it's ironic you say that because this man spends more time edging than I do. (laughs) That's and that's a long time. Okay, so the reason why these two um, have made it is that they are um, uh, Canadians who have a YouTube channel, a YouTube following, if you could say, where they are um, very right wing, very conservative, and have, uh, would you dare say, anti woke. Um, it was uh-huh. just recently, I would say a couple months ago, when they announced that they could not handle the woke ideology of the LGBTQ community in Canada. It, it, keep in mind, they were they were living in a farm in rural Canada. So the question really is, how much was this um, woke agenda really affecting them? Right. But they announced uh, a couple months ago um, that they were uh, uh, moving their family of 10. 10. Eight kids. That's two of them. Eight kids. Eight. Remember Eight is Enough? Remember that show? I do. But Dick the Van Patten. I had like, yeah, it was a good show. I remember that. Yeah. Except uh, Willie Ames was always a kind of a prick. I never liked him. Um, <laughs> absolutely right, Dom. That kid, the, the, she's got the forehead. Absolutely. I want to slap the forehead. I mean, it's five head, no doubt. That's a five head. So they announced that they were going to sell their their farm in rural Canada. They were going to move their family. Where? Where do you go when you want to avoid the woke ideology? Now, people who have been watching this show for the past 32 years understand we've been talking about it solidly for 27 of those. Florida. Florida is where you go when you want to avoid woke ideology. Ron DeSantis is just, you know, he is fighting the the, the LGBTQ, uh, uh, you know, woke uh, mentality. But no, that's not good enough for the Feenstras. So where do the Feenstras go? Oh, they're moving to Russia. They're going to go to Russia. They're going to take their family and they're going to move to Russia because in Russia, Vladdy 
Vladdy Putin does not put up with that woke bullshit. He does not allow the LGBTQ community to have any foothold on the social agenda. And that's where this family, that's where this couple decided they were going to move their kids. Um, Didn't seem to work out too well. I was going to say, how's it going? So this week, it really blew up on the internet. Um, It started with a man, excuse me, Anissa, Anissa Feenstra, posting on their YouTube channel to their followers a complaint about how things were not really working out very well for them. Um, One of the issues they had first off was um, there weren't enough English speaking people around to help them navigate this this transition to Russia. They really thought that they were going to have an easy time um, coming across English speakers that they could communicate with. So, so, so that was, that was strike number one. Strike number two, this is where I give a little credit to Russia. Um, They sold the house that they were living in, sold their farmland, transferred the funds to a Mm -hmm. Russian bank account. Now, the good old people in, um, in, in the Russian banking sector sat there and saw this, you know, I'm going to want to assume it's a six-digit number. I don't want to say that they sold it for 40 grand, but we're going to, right. we're going to assume they sold it for six digits. Um, they froze the funds. Right. The, Russian, the Russian banker said, listen, um, we don't uh, really have a grasp of where this money came from. We're not sure that it's a legal transfer. So we're going to freeze this while we look into this. Now, that really set off the couple um, because now they um, they went on their YouTube channel earlier this week to speak of how they regret um, the decision that they made. But they also want to beg forgiveness from the Kremlin because they feel that Anissa's video earlier this week went a little too far. So they are trying to claw back some of the decisions they've made. And maybe the move to Russia really wasn't the good, the, 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 the best thing for them. Shocking. I'm shocked. Listen, you know who the last time people got upset and moved to Russia? The last person was Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> Okay. That didn't work out too well for him. It did not. Did not work out well. Nope. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Ron? Um, My story, Brian, if you don't mind. Um, I would like you to. I don't know about you, Brian. I'm I'm not a huge fan of uh, Airbnb anymore. Used to utilize them. Mm. Now it's kind of a pain in the ass. Um, But now there's even more of a reason not to. um, Because apparently a Airbnb super host... Um, he is being sued uh, by a gentleman by the name of Sean Mackey. Um, he's suing Airbnb and superhost Pamela Fuller, uh, accusing them of invading his privacy, inflicting on him emotional distress and causing damage to his marriage. Now, the reason for this is he was renting a home uh, from superhost Pamela Fowler, uh, and he apparently refused to pay $960 in fees and penalties for having extra guests and breaking house rules. And I could go back and forth about the argument these two had, whether the fees were you know, legitimate or not. Uh, but apparently what uh, what the super host decided to do in one of these exchanges was say, hmm, maybe your wife would be interested if I sent this photo from one of my security cameras of you with a woman who is not your wife. A uh, photo 
up on the screen right now, um, there is a, uh, a screenshot from one of her door cameras taken at 3 a.m. in the morning uh, showing Sean Mackey uh, with a woman who is not his wife. Uh, the lawsuit says, quote, the plaintiff's marriage has suffered as a result. Shocking, you might say. Wow. Yeah. Balls, the balls. What what has been your experience in Airbnbs that make you uh, somewhat turned off by it? Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't say in the in the Airbnbs that I've rented, I haven't had an issue. But when I've looked for Airbnbs, you know, more often now, um, it is you know the 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 rates are one thing, but it's like the cleaning fees and the rules of what you can do and mm -hmm. can't do, and everything else. It's just like, well, you know, if I've got to you know do a load of laundry and vacuum and mop and take garbage to the dump in your little township, I might as well just stay at a hotel. Sure. Like what the sure. hell? Okay. So anyway, it's fair. I just found that was an interesting, uh, an interesting story. I mean, yeah, the balls to be like, well, you know, you can pay this thousand dollars I say you owe me, or I can send these photos to your wife. Do they pay up? Um, he did not pay, and uh, instead, and I think Airbnb actually sided with the super host and deleted his account as well. Really? Yeah. Interesting. No joke. I love it. <laughs> so Brian, we uh, we have a segment uh, that has been missing the last couple of weeks. The public has reached out and said, Ron, we are thoroughly convinced that the drag queens are the problem. So we need you to go back and find some stories uh, where the drag queens are the problem. Ton of stories this week, enough so that I had to do uh, a little slideshow of all of the mug shots. So we will see if there are any drag queens um, in any of these stories. Uh, we will start off, kind of looks like a drag queen, but it is actually YouTuber uh, Ruby Frank. Uh, she ran the popular Eight Passengers YouTube channel. Uh, it was her, her husband, uh, and her, uh, her children. Um, I believe they were foster children. Um, and she apparently... Um, were abusing the very children that made her uh, famous online. Um, apparently, she was caught after one of the uh, one of the people, her twelve year old son, uh, turned up at a neighbor's door, emaciated and covered in wounds, with duct tape around his wrists and ankles. Jesus Christ. Um, he uh, he. She later admitted to forcing her son to work outdoors all day in the hot desert sun and depriving him of food and water as punishment um, to prevent him from escaping. Uh, she bound his arms and legs. She admitted to abusing her nine-year-old daughter um, using the same uh, same uh, same methods. Um, the twelve-year-old boy told investigators that his mother would bind him with ropes. When the restraints cut him, he said she would treat the wounds with cayenne pepper. She also punished ah. one of her sons by banning him from his bedroom and forcing him to sleep on a living room beanbag for months. Um, the mom also canceled Christmas one year and threatened to decapitate a daughter-stuffed animal in a twisted method of control. Um, she has pled guilty and now faces a potential sentence of up to 60 years in prison. Jesus. Not a great story. Not a great story. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe the next one will be uh, will be a drag queen. Let's see what we have here coming up next. 
No, Brian, this is actually a retired Catholic bishop um, who has been charged with sexual offenses, including child abuse in a remote part of Australia's Northwest. Uh, Christopher Saunders, age 74, will appear in the Broom Magistrate's Court next week, um, where he had actively served as a cleric uh, for 45 years. Um, he has been in police custody since police detectives charged him with 19 offenses, including indecent assault and indecently uh, dealing with a child. The allegations uh, date all the way back to 2008. Fucking gross. The drag queens, Brian. It is the drag queens. Um, let's see what we have next here. Nope, sorry. Former firefighter, Brian. This is former Wetumpka, Alabama firefighter. He has been sentenced for committed for committing multiple sex crimes uh, involving two underage girls. Uh, John Cole Carter was arrested in June of 2023 on charges of child pornography, sexual abuse, and electronic solicitation of a child after a victim's father filed a complaint with the local police department. Um, according to the district attorney, uh, Carter sent and received obscene images from the underage victims over the course of about six months. Um, he has pled guilty to all five charges and has been sentenced to a total of 30 years in prison. Jesus. Uh, this is a local one. This has to be a, a local priest. This is uh, this is uh, right here in Montgomery, Pennsylvania. Uh, oh, I am sorry. This is actually a sheriff's deputy um, who was arrested in New Jersey on uh, child pornography charges. This is James Buckley, age 57, facing two counts of endangering the welfare of a child by possession and distribution of child pornography. Um this uh, stemmed from an investigation uh, from a National Center for Missing and Exploited Children tip that showed that he allegedly possessed and distributed various images of child sexual abuse material via his iCloud account. This occurred at Buckley's vacation what? residence located in Wildwood, New Jersey. Um, he was arrested last week uh, and has been held pending a court hearing and has also been suspended from the Montgomery Sheriff's Department as a result of these charges. I mean, again, not that there should be a good way to uh, distribute child pornography, but I would think if you're using your iCloud account, you should realize that you're probably going to get caught. A lot of these people, and I don't want to generalize because I know I've been accused sure. by, you know, certain people in the group chat that I, I generalize large. A lot of these people aren't the swiftest. You know, no. when it comes like they're like they leave a digital footprint all over the place. Yes. Like you don't you can't be sending texts. Don't be sending <laughs> texts. Right. Um don't use the cloud to store videos of like th these are all terrible ideas if you're planning on breaking the law. Do not leave a digital footprint. Um I I mean, I, I I wouldn't think that it would it would ever get to the point where I would have to be giving advice to people on um, on on how to conceal illicit behavior. But something tells me you're not even done. I'm not done. I have a few more here. I'm looking at this hair. Maybe it's a drag queen. And no, it is a former Orange County youth pastor. Uh, who worked at a popular megachurch. Um, this is Ruben Muhlenberg, age 39, 
uh, mentored junior high school children at Saddleback Church, uh, a popular and evangelical Christian megachurch. Uh, he and his twin brother were also featured on a YouTube channel dedicated to gaming and music production. Apparently back in May of 2017, he was arrested for allegedly engaging in lewd conduct and an inappropriate relationship with two 14-year-old twin boys. Um, the incidents took place between May 2016 and May 2017 while at a movie theater and inside the pastor's car. Um, he was uh, actually convicted uh, back in a 2018 trial. Um, that conviction was overturned uh, due to juror misconduct. So he's being tried again. Um, but while awaiting that trial, a third victim, a 13-year-old boy, has come forward to say that he met the suspect at church uh, and was invited to the movies and dinner with him between August of 2016 and September 2017. On one or more occasions, Muhlenberg allegedly molested the boy while hanging out with him privately. Um, he has been charged with four felony counts um, on, on a child under the Act of 14. And then after those charges were filed, a fourth victim uh, came forward and said that he had been touched inappropriately by Muhlenberg between June 2017 and June 2018 while the pastor drove him home for a church event. He was also 14 years old at the time. Muhlenberg faces life in prison if convicted on all charges. He was released and remains on GPS monitoring while awaiting trial in all of these cases. And what state was that in? Uh, I believe California. God damn it. And... It's like, how do you get released on prison after doing something like that? I don't, I'm not quite sure how you get out on bail, how, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, very random, this one, not a drag queen, Brian, but professional bowler, Brandon Novak, uh, who was reportedly arrested by U.S. officials, U.S. marshals during the middle of a bowling tournament uh, to face child pornography charges. Um, Novak, age 35, was extradited from Indiana to his native Ohio and is facing 15 felony charges. Those include 10 charges of illegal use of a minor in nudity-oriented material and five charges of pandering sexually-oriented matter involving a minor. Uh, he was arrested in the middle of a frame during the 2024 U.S. Open at Royal Pin Woodland in Indianapolis. Um, wasn't even allowed to pick up the spare, Brian. Nobody. He did pick up the 6-9 uh, oh, split. Boy. Oh, boy. Um, in interviews uh, with the police, Novak said that he originally purchased pornography from someone on Snapchat, but didn't know it would contain child pornography, um, yet then later admitted to knowingly purchasing child pornography and uh, trying to hide it. So he's buying pornography on Snapchat? How the fuck Apparently. does that even work? I, I have no idea. I, I, I can't even claim to know how Snapchat works. I wouldn't even understand the technology because isn't Snapchat the whole thing where like you see something and then it disappears after like a day or something? Yeah, but I think you can take, well, maybe, maybe they, maybe he found someone through Snapchat and they did the exchange and then it was emailed to him. I don't know. Dropbox, maybe iClouded. I iCloud. No yes, of course. Of course. Well, I'm, 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 I, to say that there were no, I mean, God, that was actually, a, that, that felt like this week in racism. You know, that was like a, a blast from the past when you just had a onslaught of depressing stories for us to talk about. Well, that was one depressing. more time. One more. Oh, God damn it. 
this this person did not uh as 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 far as we know assault any children uh but gave some very troubling comments during a recent sermon uh North Carolina pastor Bobby Leonard um well I'm going to let his words speak for himself hopefully everyone can hear the audio from this video here more women go in those places with shorts than you will women with pants and dresses put together try it if you got time try it have your boy go up there and try it just watch for him have your girl go up there and watch for it and you know uh, I, I used to say this and I, I haven't said this in a long time you ready I said if, if you dress like that and you get raped and I'm on the jury he's gonna go free now, you don't like do you I'm right though I, I can't help you like I'm right because, you know, a man's a man. So those were... That's, that's uh, awful. Those were comments that he made to his congregation uh, last summer. Um, and this video was uh, was recently released by a, a local TV station to draw attention uh, to uh, some of these comments. Um, so now, obviously, um, there is a call for him to resign from the church. But uh, absolutely ridiculous. What I, I mean, obviously, nobody here can answer this question, but like if you're a woman sitting, waking up and going to church that day and sitting in church and your pastor is saying that he's OK with rapists walking free because a woman dressed inappropriately, I, I, it, it, it's mind boggling. Yeah, and uh, he later apparently a sign later appeared, the little little sign with the the letters they can put up outside the church said, "I am sorry for any hurt. I was wrong, Pastor Leonard." Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that okay. should cover it. Never mind. No, 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 no. He's cover. good. He's good. Yeah, no, no, no. Great comment from Allie. Um, if a man was a man, he wouldn't need to exert a BS power play. Very true. Speaking of power play, I should see. Time. Speaking of power plays, I should see how my NHL bets are doing. <laughs> Uh, maybe you can save that for later. Save that for a I little. I don't know. Later. I don't even. I didn't. I don't even have any NHL bets tonight. Um, anyway, um, what else do we have, Ron? I feel like we've got some gold. We do. I mean, I've got one more uh, video clip, um, and I think I uh, not for not Thanks. for uh, not for uh, about the drag queens, but we had a video clip okay. last week um, of uh, a police officer just randomly firing. Uh, multiple shots at a police car sure. uh, because he heard an acorn and thought it was a gunshot. So this story, this is in Houston, um, and this mm -hmm. is police body cam video uh, coming out of Texas. It was released this past Tuesday, um, shedding light on an officer's near-fatal shooting of a woman. Um, this woman who was shot in her own apartment um, she had mm -hmm. uh, she had she had had to break into her own apartment because she was staying with a friend. She had forgotten uh, the key or lost the key or something. Her friend said, listen, um, I'm not able to make it there. Just like break the side window. Let yourself in. A neighbor heard this, called the police. The police arrive, come up to the door and they see this woman indoors. They see this woman has I guess she had a gun on her because she wasn't sure who was coming sure. up to her door at like, you know, uh, random middle of the night. Um, so this is the cop. Shots, uh, shots fired, shots fired. 
this is from her partner's body cam. Of course, where you see both of them unloading full clip into the apartment. Both of them reloading, having difficulty reloading. So uh, inside that apartment, uh, Ebony Pouncey was hit multiple times in the leg, torso, uh, various places. Um, she said that she had uh, grabbed her gun and ran to the door because she heard a loud banging at the door. And then uh, that was when uh, both officers uh, opened fire. Um, literally just shooting indiscriminately. Yes. Like I, I always felt like... The whole idea of uh, gun training is to um, shoot with intention, Sh aim for something specific, not just what, like seriously, like when I played Grand Theft Auto, that's similar to how I um, uh, uh, shot things. It yeah. literally was just like, how many, how, how many bullets do I have? I'll just use all of them because right. um, I'm trying to like not die at this moment. Um, just wild, utterly wild. I mean, I, now, you know, um, I did have, she step on an acorn? Did she step on an acorn? Is that what she, what she did not? Was? No, 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 no word on that. I mean, I have, you know, I have, I have not fired a gun many times in my life, but anytime I've gone to a shooting range, like the, the big advice they give is, you know, make sure you can see what it is you're shooting at. Like you just don't randomly fire a weapon at somebody. Yeah. Now we've got two weeks in a row where uh, cops are just, you know, treating it like duck hunt, just fire. I mean, it had to be 40 shots between the two of them. Woman's lucky yeah, she wasn't killed. That's 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 just nuts. Uh, what other nuts. stories? Okay. What other stories do we have this week? Uh, we have uh, this story uh, coming out of Indiana. Uh, there is a transgender inmate serving a fifty-five-year sentence uh, for killing her infant. Uh, she is suing. Uh, an Indiana prison chaplain for allegedly refusing her right to wear a hijab before rejecting her identity as a transgender woman. Uh, this is a mugshot here of Autumn Cordelione, also known as Jonathan C. Richardson. Uh, she is serving her sentence at the all-male state prison Branchville Correctional Facility, um, where she combined only wearing her hijab in her immediate sleeping quarters. Um, Apparently, she can have it in her sleeping quarters. The chaplain does not allow her to uh, have it in the chapel. Um, so that now she is suing. And this is a tough one is because she, when you're serving 55 years for killing your infant, I don't know. Is it wrong of me to not be overly concerned with your rights at that point? Well, I think you need to be sensitive. I mean, a human is still a human, correct, Ron? I don't know. Do you do you lose? I mean, if you can't vote as a felon, do you do you not lose other certain rights? I don't know. Well, I remember it was not that long ago when you were arguing that um, convicted felons should have the right to vote. That simply because somebody had committed a crime did not necessarily, you know, avoid uh, their ability to um, decide uh, who should be uh, an elected official. I remember. I'm just you, I remember. Right? Just I remember the summer of 2020 when suddenly, <laughs> you know, the, the woke ideology that, you know, sat there and was saying, hey, let's make sure everybody who's in prison can vote. So this way they can vote Democrat. I remember you making a very large um, 
uh, stand for it. I remember you and Mrs. Ron sending um, monetary donations to uh, the group, I believe was called um, Let the Felons Vote um, 2020. Did you just make that up? Yeah, I did. Um, right. And I remember you you and your wife were sending large amounts of money over there. Um, so I'm very surprised that now you're, you're you know, honestly, I think this is what happens when you move to suburbia and you've got a yard and a pool. Suddenly your, your, your views start swinging to the right. And now you no longer have sympathy for those who have committed some of the most heinous crimes known to mankind. I mean, we may not have sympathy, but you know what we do have, Brian? We've got the title belt. You do. Did you shine it? It looks uh, particularly shiny. I had to clean it up. Uh, Clearly, you didn't take great care of it. I've noticed there's some scuffs. There's some damage to it. Uh, But yeah, so I had it detailed. I had it polished. (sighs) Um, Looking really nice. Um, nice. Also happened in this past week, Brian, the Alabama Supreme Court uh, ruled yeah. um, that couples who were trying in vitro fertilization and lost frozen embryos in an accident um, at a South Alabama storage facility can sue under the state's wrongful death law. Um, so in essence, you know, giving uh, personhood to frozen embryos. Sure. Um, so since then, um, three providers in the state have paused uh, IVF uh, with others uh, looking like they're going to follow suit. Um, also uh, pointed out in the Alabama Supreme Court decision was one of the justices' decisions to uh, quote the Bible and Genesis in the, uh, in the, uh, desert, in the desertion that, the, that they had. Because, uh, you know, there's no separation of church and state in this country. Not anymore. Not anymore. I, I don't even understand this. I do. I genuinely do not understand um, how we have become so unabashed. And this is this is not some little dipshit sheriff in some dipshit county. This right. is the Alabama Supreme Court ruling um, that literally the, the the verbiage that was used in this decision is literally biblical. In turn, uh, in 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 reference, um, there were more references to the Bible than there were to the U.S. Constitution, um, and it is incredibly scary to me that we have reached the point in this country where our politicians and our justices are using their personal beliefs um, to enact policy, right. and it's. Um, you know, and there are multiple, uh, you know, stories coming out of Alabama where couples who are going through in vitro fertilization treatments now are being denied continuation of that uh, program because their healthcare providers are unsure what the legal ramifications are in continuing this. Right. Because apparently, you know, during this during this process, you know, if there is if there is an embryo where they feel that there is, you know, a potential birth defect or a genetic condition, they destroy, you know, they typically destroy those embryos because you don't want to have IVF in that in that instance. So 
you know, these these hospitals are like, well, if if this is the case, I mean, again, this was an accident. You know, three families sued um, this uh, this fertility clinic and the hospital because mm-hmm. their embryos were accidentally destroyed. But could this be taken to a broader context where if they're given personhood to a frozen embryo, do they need to be worried about being sued for for murder, for malpractice, whatever it is? I mean, again, don't 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 have the disillusion that these these. Uh, these fertility clinics are not in support of what the Supreme Court is saying. They're just more concerned about it from a financial aspect. Sure. And so the the ironic flip side of the coin is is that now they have impacted an eight billion dollar business, um, a majority of businesses which fund Republican politicians and Republican um, uh, sure. PACs and things like that. So now the ironic thing is they the GOP has become has started to cater so much to the religious right that now it's coming around and biting them in the ass politically. And the hypocrisy sure. of some, you know, the politicians, you know, Nikki Haley, you know, came out and initially said, Oh yeah, no, I'm for it. And then everybody was like, Well, that's interesting because your kids were conceived through IVF. And now these families in Alabama can't. Because you know they're shining. No up. way. She had, kind of, she had to kind of step her comments back after she saw the backlash that is coming out. So yeah, I mean, you know, Janelle hit it on the point. I mean, Alabama doesn't focus on education where they're close to the no. bottom in the country. They don't focus sure. on infant mortality or maternal mortality when giving birth. Don't care. Which again is in the lowest five percent of the country. Um, you know, they're one of the red states that is, is so poorly mismanaged that they take so much federal tax from the uh, federal government, but let's have state mm-hmm. rights. Yes. And again, it's... I, I have, I'm challenged. I feel bad for these families that, you know, are unable to continue these treatments, but I also, you know, this is the government that these folks elected. Like yep. you, 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 it's difficult to feel bad when, Everything that's going on in Alabama is a result of the way that people support their local and statewide political politics. Sure. Is this story not the ultimate fuck around and find out? It might be. I mean, we'll have to see how this how this all plays out. Um, But it may be. You know what else uh, the Supreme Court should decide um, is illegal, Brian? What? Doritos, alcohol, (laughs) buy empirical. Should be outlawed. Fifty dollars for that bottle is is it, that that to me is is the equivalent of a woman walking around outside of a bar wearing short shorts. Um, and another that is uh, just very absolute great just conversation. Another great comment about Alabama. Ironic from a state that has such a high number of executions. They just executed a guy with nitric and gas because all the you know they couldn't get the regular drugs, so they're like, oh, let's try and kill this guy with nitrogen gas. Did he die? Oh, he died. Yeah, he died a painful death. All right. So, yeah, he deserve it. Very on brand. Uh, very on brand in some of these red states where they care more about the children before they're born. After they're born, yeah, who gives a fuck? Fuck them. It's funny how we used to trash the Taliban for believing in going back in time to, um, you know, uh, br- uh, dragging Afghan society from modern age back to, you know, uh, 1500 years ago where they wanted it to just stay. Um, and yet you are looking at states like Alabama, which are kind of doing the, uh, a, a similar approach here in, Amer- in, in America, which is, you know, um, uh, the Bible says we should be doing this, so let's do it. 
Um, what are the consequences of this? Fuck it. We don't care. Let's just do yeah. it. Feels good. Feels good to be able to say this is what God wants. Um, but it's going to cause more people to be miserable. Uh, okay. It's going to cause more people to be harmed. Okay. It's going to be, it's, it's ludicrous. And yet it just keeps going on and on. Yeah. Speaking of uh, fuck around and find out, we do have uh, two stories uh, from in that fall under this. Uh, first, uh, my pillow CEO Mike Lindell. Yeah, you hate to see bad things happen to good people, uh, but he was ordered by a judge to pay a man the five million dollar reward he promised at the Prove Mike Wrong challenge. Uh, about the 2020 election. Uh, this goes back mm -hmm. to a cyber symposium that Lindell hosted back in 2021, challenging attendees to prove that data he provided, quote, unequivocally does not reflect information related to the November 2020 election. Uh, Robert Zeidman, a Republican who voted for Trump, has testified that the files he was given as part of the challenge seemed to be a random number of, uh, seemed to be random numbers and letters. Um, so that a federal judge ordered Wednesday that the arbitration award plus interest, this is going back to April 2023, has to be paid within 30 days. Uh, Lindell has been in court before for claims about the 2020 election. Uh, Dominion Voting, of course, filed a $1.3 billion lawsuit against Lindell in 2021. Uh, in October, attorneys representing Lindell sought to cut ties because he owed them millions of dollars. Uh, mm -hmm, Lindell mm -hmm. confirmed at the time that he is out of money. This is what I don't get. I, I look at guys like Lindell and Giuliani, like you have regular people out there that like, if they don't pay their visa bill, they go to jail. But sure, these sure. guys who owe millions and millions of dollars somehow still manage to keep walking around. Yeah, I know. Well, that's, that, that is the uh, problem with our, um, that's the problem with our uh, legal system. Is that there um, really is very little follow through and it gets dragged out over the years with appeals. Um, let's see. Going to Colorado, Brian, a Colorado man has died after a bite from a large venomous lizard uh, called a Gila monster that he illegally kept as a pet. Uh, Christopher Ward, age 34, owned two of the reptiles and became ill after being bitten on the hand by one of the animals. Uh, his girlfriend called 911 just before midnight on February 12th when, after she entered the room where the reptiles were kept and found that one of them had latched onto his hand. Uh, he immediately started showing symptoms, vomiting several times before he passed out and his breathing stops. Um, he was taken to a local hospital where he was put on life support and later declared brain dead, uh, dying on February 16th. What kind of animal was that again? A Gila monster. So it's a what type is of that? lizard. What is a Gila it's a, monster? It's a type of lizard. Let me see if Matt can pull up a, a, a photo of a Gila monster real quick for you. Oh, God. That's kind of cute. I could see uh, I could see why someone would want to own that. Hold on. Let me put it up on the screen here. Nope. Nope, no, no. There is no reason why anybody should want to own one of these. Um, absolutely not under any circumstance. I mean, people so like, you know, I can see people have, you know, snakes. I mean, I owned a tarantula when I was a kid, um, you know, but I think, again, if you're owning an illegal, mon uh, an illegal reptile and it bites you and it kills you, I'm not going to say how to he come to you, but. 
He fucked around and he found out. He fucked around and he found out. Am I right? Am I right? I, I, you're, you're, you've never been less wrong, Brian. I will say that. Never been less wrong. Thank you. Thank you. And you want to talk about Major League Baseball uniforms because it is. It's spring training. Everybody's reported we're seeing some really competitive spring training games out there. I think uh, the score of the uh, Blue Jays-Phillies game the other day was like 15 to 14. Um, but uh, I think it's is is it the company Fanatics has now gotten the contract Fanatics, to yes. make the, uh, the Major League Baseball uniforms. And uh, they're getting dragged uh, across social media because uh, they look, I mean, cheap. Uh, the stitching, the the size of the letters, the numbers, the logos, uh, the pants look see through. Uh, you can see the they are the uh, the the shirts tucked in. Um, Brian, you are our senior MLB uniform and jockstrap correspondent. Yeah. Fill us in on what's going on here. Listen, um, you know, uh, baseball is a for profit organization. Um, they do have the anti something trust something uh, waiver from Congress where they are allowed to run a monopoly of uh, 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 professional baseball. And what they did this year was they switched the um, manufacturer of the uniforms over to Nike slash Fanatics. So this is a, a Nike is involved in this. Um, now, listen, one of the things we absolutely understand from a marketing perspective, is just how important um, uniform sales are to the bottom line of any um, sport, any team, players, whatnot. Um, you know, if you walk into the NBA store on Sixth Avenue here in Manhattan, the number of jerseys that are for sale, um, how many teams nowadays have like three, four different types of jerseys? Oh, they're wearing their home alternative jersey. They're wearing their away retro jersey. Right. They're wearing their city connector. These are all attempts to make people go out and spend more money on um, on merchandise. So this year, Major League Baseball gave the they awarded the contract to manufacture baseball uniforms. This company called Fanatics who have been primarily known, in my opinion, for making um, the large, isn't it like the fat heads? Didn't they make the fat heads of people you could stick up on the wall that was like I'm a not sticker? sure. I think that was fat head. I could be wrong. Um, but these uniforms are terrible. Um, first off, the, um, the font is uh, less than pro uh, professional. It's a right. lot smaller than in previous years. And then the pants, the pants happened. People started paying attention to the pants as players started playing in um, these uh, uh, spring training games earlier this week. And what were we seeing? We were seeing that you could actually see through the pants to see where the shirt was tucked in. Um, some players were photographed sitting down and the material was bunched up in the crotchal region such that it appeared you could see male camel toe going on. Um, it's, it's embarrassing. This is baseball. Um, football season has ended. College football season has ended. People are playing basketball. But the world is looking to Major League Baseball as they start their 2024 season. And to have these guys up there in little league style uniforms is an embarrassment to the sport. Bush league. 
Absolute Bush League, without a doubt. Let's hope they get their shit together before the season. All right. Uh, well, you know what tonight is, Brian? It is time pajama for party. our pajama party. We uh, we will often mention to you the value of hopping on our Patreon and subscribing. Uh, if you go to ronandbrianpodcast.com, you'll see that link in the upper right-hand corner to become a patron. Sure. Because when you join at the $10 level or higher, uh, you get an extra half hour of content after this podcast each and every week, with the exception of the final Sunday, which is our pajama party, where we have a one-hour show and we have our Patreon subscribers come on live with us. Um, we've got a tremendous uh, amount of uh, stories to cover. We'll have some discussions. Uh, we've got a story about a woman who refused to leave a tip because the waitress called her husband sweetheart. We'll discuss that. Uh, yeah, we're a, discuss uh, that. a woman who drove eight hours to her colleague's wedding to be turned away from the reception. We'll, we'll talk about that. We've got sexy stories. We've got OnlyFans stories. We've got follow-ups on follow-ups on OnlyFans stories. So it is, uh, there's a lot of sexy, saucy content that we can't put on. that. YouTube doesn't like this. Why we have to have the banner say well, F around and find out because correct, we can't correct. type out the F word and have us appear on YouTube. If you want that kind of content, again, $5 gets you started. You'll get the audio the next day. But just $10 sure. a month. The cost of, I mean, what, what would, what do you spend? You, you spent 10 bucks on uh, Tulsa today to win and they lost UAB. So how much better would that 10 bucks have gone going to a Patreon subscription? Not only that, it would make me feel so much better to have that $10 going towards the Ron and Brian podcast Patreon, because I would be getting value for that. I would not be getting heartbreak. I would right. be getting entertainment. I would not be getting loss. I would be getting a win. Um, it's, 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 I would feel good. Not only am I not just throwing my money away to online gambling, but I am helping with that $10. I would be helping a podcast that is, um, you know, provides an hour of free entertainment every week. Um, and you know what? It's free to the public, but it is not free to the host. Ron and I, we are out of pocket every year, every month, every week. This banner that is running below, we pay 47 cents every time it it, it has to loop. Um, web host I mean, if I costs told you money. How much it costs to get that belt polished up this past week? Out of my pocket. I know I'm never going to get that money back from him. So this is, this is you know, this is, everything goes back into, just like on Shark Tank, people talk about the money goes back into the business. Sure. All the money goes back into the business. So go to the so go to our website, ronandbrianpodcast.com. Click the link in the upper right hand right hand corner that says, yeah, right here. Um, it says become a patron. Um, join it. For ten dollars, you get the link to come on the show with us. Um, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Anybody who is watching this right now um and has not joined our Patreon, uh, go do it right now. You, you will feel better about yourself. In fact, we can just, we, we don't usually, maybe we should do this. We point it out to people um, where it actually is. Here's our website. Sure. You just see it up here, become a patron. Just click on that. I mean, there's our web store, there's our blog, there's FAQs. You can contact us. You can find out more about us. Uh, but please join the Patreon, help support all things Ron and Brian. There you Anything go. else this week, Brian? I think this has been another fantastic nope. episode, and I am looking forward to After Dark.
I can't wait for After Dark. I love pajama parties. I absolutely right. love them. Catching up with all of our patrons, it's a fun time. All right. Well, Patreon folks, we will see you in about 19 minutes. Everybody else, we will catch you next week. Thank you for joining us on the Ron and Brian podcast. We're live each week on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. You can find prior episodes, links to our social media, and everything else Ron and Brian at ronandbrianpodcast.com. See you again next week.